welcome to another episode of the Confidence Rooms with me, Lucy Baker, founder of She Coaches Confidence. I set up this podcast to help people to learn more about confidence. It's really important that you think about your own confidence, how it works for you, how possibly it doesn't work for you, and some of the things that you can do to help your confidence will be shared in this podcast with guests, um, and we're giving away lots of tips. So today's guest for this podcast is me. Um, I want to share my journey to confidence and talk to you a little bit about what I've been through as um, a girl, as a young adult and as an adult. So I'm sharing my story with you today and talking to you about how I grew my confidence from a place of very low confidence. So I'm 44. I'm a mum of three children. I'm a confidence coach and I help others to build and grow and understand their confidence. I also now train women to become confidence coaches themselves because I realise that there's only one of me and I'm so, so passionate about confidence and knowing that there's more people in the world to help more people to become confident is just such a wonderful thing. So I'm now training other people to become confident. So it's really important to me that we share the message on confidence and help as many people to feel confident as possible. Like I said, I'm 44 and I didn't actually work on my confidence until I was 39, so five years ago. I went from one confidence disaster to the next over the last sort of 20 or so years and my lack of confidence and my low confidence really held me back. I don't know about you but I was one of those typical chameleons, one of those people who changed my personality, changed what I, you know, my beliefs and and how I acted depending on who I was with and that to me felt right at the time because I had no other way to sort of behave really because that's what I did but actually it's super exhausting. I was with a group of kind of fun cool people so I would act like that and then I'd with um, another type of people um, within the business setting or something so I'd change myself to behave in a certain way Um, and it kept happening and I wasn't really aware of it until I was much older until really I started working on my own confidence. But I will discuss a little bit of that and sort of share how I got through that with you. But I now can talk on stage, I can do podcasts and um, talk about confidence very openly, I can do Facebook Lives, videos, you know, present myself in a certain way on communicating with confidence, all sorts of things. I now am a confident person. I believe in myself, I have um, a decent level of self-esteem, I trust myself and I know myself really well and they were some of the things that I just didn't have many, many years ago and I'm so glad I found them. So, you know, since I worked on my confidence, everything has changed, I'm more content, I'm calmer, um, I have more clarity of mind And with that, I can help other people to work on their confidence too. And like I said, I also train other people now to become confidence coaches. So, I mean, it didn't just happen overnight. I have to talk through and share with you how I approached my own confidence journey. But if we take it back a little bit, 
Um, And this is one of the things I do in my confidence coaching. I help women to go back to times in their life when they were possibly confident and work out why their confidence isn't where it needs to be today. So I've actually got my 10-year-old diary in front of me. My mum brilliantly saved three of my diaries. I was a religious diary writer and every single night at the age of 10 and 11 I wrote a diary. I also have one when I'm 12-ish and I've also got my 13-year-old diary as well which I'm reading through at the moment. I'm just going to read you a page um, that I wrote on the 19th of January when I was 11 years old. I was born in 1976 by the way and these are the kind of days that I had when I was 11 So Monday, the 19th of January. We were at boring school today. Caroline gave me a card and a Prezi, and it was very, very nice. We applied for some holiday brochures by telephone. It was answered by an answering answering machine. It was ever so funny. We did quite a few of them. Anyway, at school, we did some environmental studies. We were given a map and a sheet. On the sheet, it had a drawing of some of the places in Europe. We had to name them by using the map book. I got them all right, of course. Kaz got a barber. I came to bed at 10 o'clock, which was a bit early for me. Anyway, I finished writing my diary at just 10.09 and 44 seconds, night-night. What I love about that, and actually Kaz is a very good friend of mine now. She's a girl called Caroline, who was my best friend at school. What I love about that is just the innocence and straightforward thinking of a of an 11-year-old. Um, and actually, when I said I got them all right in my um, environmental studies task, and I'd written, of course, next to it. So as an 11-year-old, and from reading my diary, I was pretty confident I was a content, happy kid. I have an older sister and an older brother. And life at 11 was great. When you go through secondary school, things change. Hormones, boys, uh, rejection, not feeling cool enough, etc, etc. But these, you know, I went through that time of my life before mobile phones, before the internet before all of these things happened. And my diary, even my 13-year-old diary, was super innocent. We got in, you know, we did get into trouble and we did silly things that we shouldn't have done and I've written about those. But there was nothing really, really out there that could strip your confidence away as a kid. Um, At the age of 16, I lost a lot of my confidence. Things happened, which I'm not going to go into now, but... My confidence started to dwindle, it started to fall away, and I had no skills or no way to improve my confidence. I just didn't even think about confidence then. In fact, I didn't even really think about it until I was about 39. So at the age of 16, my confidence started to fall, and it fell and stayed quite low until until I was about 39. So what I want to share with people is many ways that you can uh, understand your confidence, grow your confidence and keep your confidence to where it needs to be so that you don't go through what I went through. So from the age of 16 to 39, I had lots of ups and downs. I was very fake in my confidence. So faux confidence, I would, you know, turn it on 
but then not be able to kind of continue as a confident person. So I may well have got jobs. I interviewed well. I kind of talked the talk, but I could not maintain a level of confidence for more than a few weeks. I've been through hundreds of jobs. um, And although I'm a very motivated, switched on, bright person that I had, you know, I identified that when I was 11, like I've told you about in the diary excerpt. But, you know, I was switched on and I did well at school. But because my confidence didn't support me or I didn't have confidence, I didn't believe in myself. So, you know, it's it's sad, really, but that's the situation and that's where it was. And I've got no regrets about anything that I've been through or done in my life because you have to go through those things, don't you, to get you to where you are today. Um, and I never would have really worked on my confidence had it not got really low. But, you know, that's the way things are. But I do know that I had this low level of confidence that meant I always compared to myself to other people I second-guessed most situations. Um, I probably drank too much alcohol to give me confidence. Um, In fact, I know I did. It never became a problem, but I did actually get, you know, too drunk too often just so I was a confident person, which, you know, we all know when you break that down, alcohol doesn't give you confidence. But, you know, it worked for a time, but then I would feel rubbish about myself. So it's one of those kind of ever-revolving circles of low-confidence confidence, no confidence, etc. You know, it's a roundabout of ups and downs. But so I think what happened for me was that I trained as a makeup artist at the age of 28. I realised the business world um, and the world that I was in after university was great, but I wasn't a creative person in the way that I wanted to be. So I took a massive plunge and signed up to a makeup course in London. I sold my little Clio, um, put everything and my whole heart and all my energy into this makeup career that I had always wanted to be. I'd always wanted to be arty, but hadn't quite known how to, to do that. But the opportunity came about that I could do a makeup course. So I did it. I was confident for, you know, tiny amounts of it. I knew I was skilled enough. I knew I was, um, arty enough and creative enough but I just did not have the confidence to to support me throughout that so I'm still a makeup artist and I still do people's makeup and actually I now teach online and I help women with their makeup bags and how to choose and use you know makeup confidently and I do personal shopping sessions as well when we're not in lockdown but many years ago when I started out as a as a makeup artist I would get so far in my career and then I'd lose my confidence. I'd push forward a little bit and then I'd think, do you know what? Everyone's better than me. I would look at the work that I'd done and I'd think, oh, it's just not good enough. I've just got no talent. Um, and actually that was all negative self-talk. I, wa- I look back at some of the work that I did now and as a junior makeup artist, sort of 16 years ago, it was brilliant, but I didn't have the confidence to sort of push myself forward. I mean, I did bumble around and go from good job to good job, but I just did not have that confidence to kind of see it through. But that, you know, that was the situation then. Things are very, very different now, and I'm on a different path with my career, and I talk more about confidence than makeup, although that does make up some of the work that I do now because I help women to become confident inside 
and out. And I don't want women to feel that makeup is the be all and uh, be all and end all. I want women to understand that if you get confident inside, the makeup part, the outside can be the fun. It can be a really fun part of your look or you can, you know, add to your confidence or give yourself a bit of a boost by wearing makeup, but but not relying on it. My my up and down round and round all over the place sort of 20 years from late teens through to my late 30s were really exhausting. I went through university with an eating disorder. My confidence was so low. I was lying to people. I was hiding the fact that I wasn't well. I was beating myself up mentally a lot and it wasn't it wasn't pleasant but I pretended that I was fine when really my confidence was so low that I was, you know, really damaging myself in more ways than one. Um, but I didn't ever tell anybody. So, you know, if anybody's listening and you've been through something like that and your confidence is low, one of my top tips would be to talk about it. If you don't know anybody that you can reach out to and talk to about your low confidence and your lack of self-esteem or possibly your you know, not being very nice to yourself, then send me a send me a message. You can always go to my website and send me a message through there. I'd love to hear from anybody who's got issues with confidence because sharing is one of the first things that you can do to, to kind of open up that conversation and show that um, you're willing to talk about it and you maybe want to change it. So yes, it's really interesting, isn't it? And it was only until... I was 39 years of age that I realised my low confidence or my lack of confidence was the thing that was holding me back. I jumped from job to job, boyfriend to boyfriend. I was terrible in relationships and would always end up blaming other people for my lack of self-esteem or my, you know, my low confidence. And it and it wasn't pretty, you know, but you have to go through those things to kind of get to where you are today, don't you? So, if you're going through similar things, then it's great that you can listen to this and realise that actually lots of other people do that too. So I want to share with you some of my top tips for confidence. I mean, I have hundreds and I tailor my confidence tips and my coaching and my and the tasks and things that I, I share with people depending on what people need. But these four tips are really, really useful for anybody so please write these down and and make a note of them because they will help you in your life if you need to if you need to boost your confidence or work on your confidence. And um, before I tell you the top tips, I just want to share with you as well that you are in control of how you feel and how you react to things. You know, we can't control what happens around us and we know that more than ever now, but you can control how you feel and react in all situations in your life and and knowing that you can react in a certain way and trusting yourself is a big part of that. And that comes from confidence. So when you are confident, and when you understand confidence, you are much calmer, you don't overreact, you're not a drama queen, you don't feel like everyone is against you or that you're just, you know, bad luck comes your way or everybody else is doing really well and you're not. You end up being in, in control of your life and the decisions that you're making. And it's such a good place to be. So top tips. I love these ones. So top tip number one, 
Confidence isn't arrogance. So many women that I work with believe that if they become confident or if they have confidence, they're going to come across as arrogant, especially in the workplace. Um, And I want to get rid of that idea. It is absolute rubbish. Just think for a moment of somebody you admire in business or on TV or on radio or something. Somebody you admire and somebody you believe to be confident. Think of that person and are they an arrogant person? Most often or nearly always, the people who you like and believe to be confident are the calm, cool, kind of collected group of people who have an inner confidence that oozes out of them, but it's in a very kind of controlled, calm way. It's not you know, arrogant sort of way of being. Think of that person. Think of somebody you really admire and their confidence often is much more controlled and calm, cool, calm and collected and they're quite sure of themselves, these people. So confidence isn't arrogance. It gives you a really cool persona, not cool as in trendy, but, you know, relaxed and calm and confident persona. If you have a really stable level of confidence, you have that air about you that is just so much more relaxed and you're yourself as well, which makes a big, big difference. So that's number one, confidence isn't arrogance. Tip two, journaling is one of the best things that you can do for confidence. I use this technique with every single client I've ever worked with and will continue to use it always. And I also use it for myself. This kind of journaling isn't just gratitude journaling, you know, writing down what you're grateful about or something that you feel that you need to kind of acknowledge in your journal. That's one part of it, but that's not a part that I concentrate on when I'm coaching people. I use journaling with clients in a kind of question form. So using a beautiful journal and a beautiful pen, you can write at the top of a page a question that you've been pondering over in your head um, and need an answer to and you can write it at the top of a page and you can journal around that question. So what that looks like is going somewhere peaceful, turning your phone off, having a nice pen and a nice book and asking yourself a question and letting yourself answer it. No bullet points, no strategy to kind of find an answer. It's free writing in a journal, unlocking what what you've got in your head around this um, question that you've got and letting yourself answer it. The way that I coach, I really help people to tap into their intuition and really think about how what they need or what they want or what the right answer is for them. If you have questions going around in your head all the time, Get those down on a single sheet in your journal and sit cool, calm and collected with your pen and answer it and you'll be very surprised about what comes out. So you're not sitting down trying to necessarily come to an answer though, you're just getting out everything that's in your head and it does two things. It clears your head of anything that's whizzing around in there that might keep you awake at night and it also helps you to come to an answer because you know all of the time 
you know the answer to the question that is in your head. You just need to sort of dig around and get to that point. So journaling is number two on the top tips. Number three, getting to know yourself, getting to like yourself and trusting yourself are absolutely essential for confidence. So years ago, I couldn't really tell you who I was. I definitely didn't like myself and I certainly didn't trust myself because I didn't, you know, I didn't know the first two things. So if I didn't like myself and I didn't really know who I was, how on earth could I trust myself to make good decisions, to do the things that would benefit me as a person? I just had no idea. So write those three words down, know, like, and trust. And we hear about those quite a bit in business. And it's all about you getting to know yourself. So do some journaling around that. Get to know yourself in your journal. Who are you? What do you like? What do you dislike? What gets your back up? What makes you angry, sad? What smells entice you? What places have you been to that you adore? What music lights you up? What music makes you sad? What food do you love? Who makes you feel good about yourself? What brings your confidence down? All of those things. What did you even like when you were 10 years old? Um, I can find that stuff out because I've got my diary, but it doesn't tell me everything. But I journaled in the early days about when I was 10 years old, and it's really helpful. You know, at that age, you are before hormones and changes in your life, puberty, secondary school, boys, girls, relationships, all that kind of stuff. Dig around. Who are you? Really start to get some answers. And that will be the the knowing part. The liking yourself comes from that bit as well. So once you identify who you are as a person and you really, really know who you are, what you like, what makes you tick, your beliefs, all of those things, then you can accept those and understand them because they are you. You don't have to pretend to be anybody else like I did many years ago. You don't have to pretend to be other, you know, somebody else to be accepted, to be like other people. You know yourself so well by this point that you can really accept that and you get to like yourself. And you can even say, do you know what? I really like myself. I love myself. If somebody had said to me, can you say that, you know, six or seven years ago, I would have been like, no way. I don't even, I can't even say those words, but now I can because I've worked on it. So getting to know yourself is super important. Accepting all of that and liking yourself and knowing that you are the person you are. I don't know if you've ever um, noticed, and I notice this all the time, but if you see girls and boys at secondary school walking around in groups, normally three or four people together, they all wear the same clothes. Now, that's what happens at secondary school because you end up being attracted to the people who are most like you and you end up wearing what they wear. It might be slightly different, but a version of, you know, you see groups of kids all wearing skinny jeans, all with the same long curled hair, all with the same kind of makeup, the same shoulder bag, maybe in different shades and the same kind of sandals or something. It happens all the time. So, that happens, that's kind of part of life. But and though at that stage in your life, you don't know yourself very well. And that's understandable. You're a teenager, you know, you're trying to find who you are. And that's totally understandable. But as you get older into adulthood, you need to really be yourself. Otherwise, you can't do the next bit. 
which is kind of trust yourself. Um, so based on knowing yourself and liking yourself, you can then move on to the trust part. And that is super useful because you can make decisions. You can do things that make you feel good. You can hang around with the right people. You can take the right job. You can push yourself forward and you can make decisions that suit you as a person as much as you can. That's not always realistic, but as much as you can, you can make decisions that work for you. Um, and that trust element spreads out to other people as well. You know, and also it spreads out from your, your beliefs. You can trust more people around you if you trust yourself. So just to recap on point three, the aim is to have a confidence level of eight all the time so that you've got a little room at the top for those boosts, you know, compliments, um, people rewarding you, pay rise, new job, something good happening in your family or something. And the last thing is your negative thoughts. So the top tip number four is being aware of negative thoughts. Many, many years ago, my negative thoughts were just so, so consuming. My every thought, my every turn, my every move and decision was plagued with negative thoughts and it got me absolutely nowhere. So admitting those by writing them down is the first step. Acknowledging that they are a thing in black and white in your journal. So I, I definitely recommend that everybody listening does that. Write your negative thoughts down and look at what you're saying to yourself. Unless, you know, these things just go around in our heads all the time. And unless you write them down and acknowledge them and understand what you're telling yourself, you can't move forward. So write all of the negative thoughts down in your head. I'll give you an example of some of mine that I had sort of six, five, six years ago. I hate my voice. I hate my nose, etc., etc., etc. And there were also lots in there about my ability um, what I was good at or not good at. I used to talk about being rubbish at stuff. I'm an idiot. I'm crap at this. I'm terrible at that. All of that kind of stuff. And I was telling myself that all the time. Um, and funny enough, one of my big negative thoughts, like I just said, was I hate my voice. I've worked through that. I've processed that and I've put that negative thought to bed. And now I'm standing here recording a podcast in my front room with the kids out of the house, um, standing here talking into a microphone, recording it. And if I hadn't processed my negative thought around my voice, I could never have done this. So it's so worth doing. Write them all out and understand what you're telling yourself. And they're always the kind of thing that you would never tell a mate. You would never tell your best friend that she had a terrible voice or a huge nose. You just wouldn't do it. So why do we tell ourselves these things? You know, they're often deep-rooted thoughts and they're based around, you know, fear, all sorts of things. I mean, I can go into that in another time. And if you have questions on any of that kind of stuff, you're more than welcome to message me. So top tip number four to recap is write down all of your negative thoughts and process them, get rid of them, let go of them. They're no longer helpful to you. And you won't move forward if you're telling yourself awful things every day. So just to recap, the four top tips that I'm sharing today are confidence is not arrogance. Journaling is key for confidence. 
get to know, like and trust yourself and write down your negative thoughts and process them and let go of them. Hopefully that's been helpful. That's a little bit of insight into my confidence journey. I worked on my confidence, as I said, at the age of 39. I worked with a business coach and I started to work out that my confidence was low. It wasn't a confidence coach, it was a business coach. And I started to understand that I had no confidence in myself and therefore in my business. So I went away and worked on my confidence. I got things out. I journaled. I worked through things, I developed skills, I pushed myself, I set myself goals, and now I coach others to be confident. So if you need help with confidence, start with the top tips that I've shared and work through it. Please know that your confidence can develop and change. Even if it's super low, you can get it to a level eight and it'll be a place that will give you, you know, that confidence will give you support in everything that you do. And that's important. Thank you so much for listening today to my little bit of insight into my journey to confidence. I shared a page, didn't I, from my uh, diary of age 11. So hopefully that made you chuckle. I'm going to share another page now, actually, which is my, the page I wrote when I turned 11. So... It was a Monday in January, my birthday. I've headed that in beautiful squiggly writing, my my B day. Went to school for another boring day. It was the first day at school for snow. Nearly everyone went home because of the snow, in capital letters. I stayed at school. It was my birthday today and I was 11 years old. I got 25 pounds, a melon sponge, four packs of Smarties, some painting pencils and a money box and cards. I had a nice day. Some more cards, a Laura Ashley £10 gift voucher from Viv. It was great. Mum and Dad gave me a lovely £20 note. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I'll be back very soon with another episode of the confidence rooms you can find me on instagram at she underscore coaches underscore confidence on facebook at she coaches confidence and my website address is she coaches confidence.com